How to crowdfund a restaurant location. Today we will talk about the ins and outs of donation-based crowdfunding for local businesses with creative entrepreneur Max Brahms. He's the co-founder of the famous Bun Rotterdam together with his twin brother Tim Brahms. Bun started off bootstrapping using equipment from another company, quickly growing in popularity and finally moving to their own prominent location at the Nieuwe Binnenweg, a vibrant street in Rotterdam. He did a study in industrial and product design at TU Delft and also in graphic design at Willem de Koning Academy in Rotterdam. He's currently also a freelance graphic designer and you can check his work on his website maxbrahms.world. The link is also included in the episode description. Welcome to the Crowdfunding Podcast. The podcast for entrepreneurs, bootstrappers, visionaries and change makers. Learn about crowdfunding tips, tricks, methods, success stories, missions and more. Brought to you from Rotterdam, the Netherlands, and hosted by Lynn Vanderhoff, Tristan DeFelda, Radu Makofi, and Perry Krautoff. And sponsored by the Erasmus Center for Entrepreneurship. Hey Max, great that you could be here with us today. Could you perhaps uh, give us a brief introduction about yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm uh, Max Brahms. I'm uh, 34, born and raised in uh, Rotterdam. I uh, studied uh, graphic design and I also do that uh, on a freelance uh, basis. And uh, since uh, six years, I uh, I have my own uh, sandwich place called Bun, or together with my uh, with my brother. So it's been already uh, six years that we are uh, doing that. Yeah, great. So yeah, you, you're indeed the co-founder of Bun together with, uh, with your brother, brother Tim. Um, how did you come up with the idea of Bun? Um, well, at the time that I graduated from, uh, from art school, from uh, where I did graphic design, uh, it was like a bit in the crisis, so it was really hard to, to, to apply for a, a design job. Like if I would apply, there would be a, uh, 80 other uh, people writing. So. I just started doing uh, freelance uh, stuff, but that that's a bit not, yeah, it's not so certain what you get. So then yeah. I worked, I think as a, as a lot of freelancers do, I also worked at, uh, at, uh, as a side job in a pizza place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, with a friend, I was always thinking, uh, he was working there too, and we were thinking like, um, yeah, how they do it, I would do it uh, a bit differently. You know, they would just cut the mushrooms, uh, cut the onion, and they mm-hmm. wouldn't really uh, do something with it. I, I thought, yeah, we, we could do it better. Yeah, so um, at some point, the, the the guy from the pizza bucket, he, he said, yeah, maybe you want to uh, sell sandwiches during the daytime because we don't do anything uh, at daytime here, so you can just start and used uh, the oven and the dough machine and stuff so I I went to that friend um, and uh, yeah we we kind of liked the idea but then we said yeah we will do it but we won't do it under the name of the pizza place but we want to have our own thing Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh, we started it and together with my brother uh, we got him along and then, um, yeah, we started it uh, quite small. And 
yeah that, that, that's uh, the idea for bun yeah we just thought yeah how, how hard could it be to 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 think of like six really good sandwiches if we put a lot of effort in it uh, people will like it you know if we, if we make the bread ourselves if we make our, if we sauce ourselves uh, it will it will be a hit uh, just like we thought what would I like to get for, for a lunch uh, meal mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and with the name we we just thought about 100 uh, kind of names uh, yeah of course bonnet is just a simple uh, translation of a sandwich but yeah. um, then I wrote it down and I, I draw like uh, a bun with the three stripes above it and that image uh, stuck with us for like a couple of weeks and st- we still liked it and then uh, yeah we went with uh, that yeah exactly now bun has quickly grown in popularity over the years um, how, do, how do you think did you manage to do this what is the secret behind bun um, well I think first First, we only started at uh, Thuisbezorgd, so we only had, uh, only could have the logo up of the Thuisbezorgd website, the name, and just simple product names, and that was our only way to sell bun. Um, So it was really basic, really simple, really simple names, really simple branding, and also the sandwiches, we just put a lot of care and uh, yeah, a lot of hours in it and I think that's just the thing that people like and still like that it it's just a good yeah you've eaten it uh, yourself yeah. it, it's <laughs> it's weird for me to say but it's it's just a good sandwich and it's good no, value f- value for money and I think it's approachable for everyone it's not not too too weird or too it's for everybody's liking uh, I think so I, I think it's just about uh, quality and and it's also we do it our own way and I think that that's also what people like. Yeah, of course. No, no, I agree. I can actually confirm that it's a really <laughs> a- authentic uh, authentic concept. Um, yeah, what you said. I, I think it's for a pretty broad audience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at at one point you decided to move to a, a bigger, more central location in Rotterdam. How did you reach this decision? Yeah, so we are now at a new location for um, yeah almost a year. Um, in July, it's a year. Uh, yeah, at the other place we, uh, as I said, we 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 shared the space with the pizza place. Uh, we would open like in the beginning it was four days a week and then we went to th- uh, we only did Friday Saturday Sunday so we we because we all, all had like different side jobs uh, next to it but we went full gas like uh, at Friday Saturday Sunday and yeah it became just so busy and also uh, the pizza pl- place became a bit more popular so we w- would just be a bit in each other's way and um like we really have to rush with with cleaning before they came and and the pizza place also got a new owner and he he really liked to 
to also start something uh, during the daytime, also oh, okay. to sell some coffee and also some sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, so then we came to the conclusion together with him, but we were also already thinking, yeah, we have to make a next step at some uh, some point. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that uh, made it a bit more uh, urgent, so we uh, went looking for for a new place, and then we found, yeah, uh, when we entered the the the, the place um, to visit for for rent, yeah, it, it suited us perfectly. Also, the neighborhood, we thought, yeah, it's uh, it's a nice mixture of uh, of um, of people, of cultures, of uh, and it's more central. It's it's on a it's on a corner. It's uh, yeah, so we really thought that would be a, a good uh, next step for Bun. Yeah, and I can also imagine that the demand was quite high at the time. So, so the to improve yeah, like the capacity of the business. The what uh, was quite high? The, uh, the, the demand. The demand, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, first we started uh, only with delivery, but then also more takeaway. Pe people started to come. Uh, um come pick up for for takeaway more and also yeah we a lot of times we had to close the restaurant for delivery delivery because it was just uh, a bit too busy and people had to wait too long um so yeah i think the the month was there and that was also uh, a certain or um, yeah, we a foundation that we could uh, yeah use for our next uh, location for the next step. We knew we had some some good base to build upon mm -hmm. and some uh, regular customers. So um, and a lot of new opportunities at the, at the new place. So it was quite safe to 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 make that step, but also still a bit bit scary, of course. Yeah. 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 Of course. So um, you set up a crowdfunding campaign to help facilitate uh, the new location at the Nieuwe Binnenweg. How did you get introduced to the idea of doing a crowdfunding campaign? Well, uh, first I, of course, I, I saw it around me that 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 sh restaurants or shops uh, started with with uh, a crowdfunding. Um, but yeah, for me it was. Um, it, it i was just we were just uh, thinking about how we get the money we we, we had a certain amo amount uh we needed and my parents were willing to uh to, to to give us something or lend us something and my aunt also but yeah i thought yeah it's a bit uh of a pity if we don't uh use the crowdfunding I, I thought we had some some uh, foundation of people that were uh, a fan of bun that w would be really willing to uh, to help us out so it for me it was like just a good opportunity to get that extra money and also uh, to do it in kind of a fun and nice way that it also would like strong make our brand more strong or maybe the community more strong or that yeah. it uh, would feel more like a, a, a shared that people would, would be part of of the new place 
Mm-hmm. So that was also a bit of a goal. Yeah. And um, you didn't really use it to like start the bun business, but instead helped it to uh, help facilitate a bun grow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, why did you eventually consider the crowdfunding approach the, the best approach for this for this step? Um, yeah, it, look, it, it was just um, we had a certain am- of amount as a minimum that we needed to 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 pay for, like the uh, to make it safe, to make it work, that uh, the electricity would be good, that uh, the oven would work. Uh, I don't know that mm-hmm. that kind of things. But yeah, we of course needed some extra money for furniture or for extra stuff, but. If we wouldn't get it, then we would have started anyway, and we would would just start with uh, delivery or or only takeaway, and the whole place would be empty. You know, I don't care. We we had to yeah. open because we uh, we we uh, had to pay rent at, at at some point, and then yeah, the the money goes quite quite fast. But the so actually the the money that we would um, collect with uh, with the crowdfunding would. Yeah, would make the place a bit more, yeah, a, a, a bit, a bit bigger or a big. Uh, yeah, we would have money for furniture or for uh, for a terrace or for just the, the the extra stuff. But it was not like we couldn't uh, uh, open without it. We would just uh, open minimis minimal. And um, so, yeah, I th- I thought it was just a g- good approach. Let's try it to to make the opening even nicer with even more uh, stuff, with uh, that it looks even better, and that it's more the picture that we want. So we could have just a uh, a nice place immediately. Yeah. No. Of course. So so Ben wasn't really dependent on the success of the campaign itself not n- no but you would have bootstrapped uh, uh, it anyway yeah I, uh, we, we, uh, we, we would have uh, yeah we must yeah no of course so um, zooming a bit in uh, on the actual campaign in uh, uh, 2021 so yeah. um, there are different ways to crowdfund uh, do a crowdfunding campaign and Bun used a so-called donation style uh, campaign. So you could support Bun by becoming yeah. a so-called Bunfluencer, um, receiving rewards for your donation by buying merch or by buying a spot for your name on the uh, stamp tafel. Yeah. Um, why did you use this approach? Uh, yeah, well, first of all, the, the Bunfluencer, unfortunately, uh, nobody uh, but it was like the most expensive uh, package. It was like twelve hundred or something. But it, uh, we thought of it. Yeah, we we also have to make one package really big, and uh, maybe the other packages would uh, look cheaper <laughs> next to it. But yeah. it would also be more for maybe maybe uh, companies that that like us, uh, and they would get their own sandwich on the menu for some months and uh, all th- that kind of stuff but in the end we didn't really uh, pro- approach a lot of companies ourselves so we didn't really put the uh, effort 
to to sell that one so nobody took it in the end but it was a nice idea um yeah it's of course a bit of like the donation style you give something back but it's it's less value yeah you you don't know what value a t-shirt has but Mm -hmm. we would like sell uh, a t-shirt and and the name on the stamp tafel for 75 euros so you get something back but uh, of course a big share of it is uh, a donation we also had the option uh, that was just only a donation Um, yeah we didn't want to like with a lot of crowdfunding you're also I think you have a lot of responsibility after it like you you promised uh, uh, and we're still dealing a bit of course with that but you promised some kind of stuff you promised that people would get maybe a share of the the money back every month and uh, so uh, I didn't really like that idea I wouldn't I would want to be more independent um, so that's why we di- did it that way and uh, we created the packages yeah, just in a way that we would think of also with our sandwiches or with our menu we uh, in the in the lockdown we we had like a different sandwich every week and we would give it a funny name and uh, a nice animation so we just thought about yeah a funny name a nice package uh, a nice t-shirt uh, created by uh, by a illustrator a friend of mine uh, so people would um, feel that we put some effort in it and we were not only just begging for money but we did some effort in how we approached uh, the crowdfunding yeah exactly so um yeah i actually contributed uh like five euros <laughs> i think to yeah, the thank crowdfunding you. campaign thank you and if my company would have had any revenue at the time and i would have considered the the, the bunfluencer <laughs> uh, no it's it's really smart actually to use such a thing it's a common marketing approach uh, they call it a decoy a decoy uh, okay. it, it makes other smaller things yeah. seem cheaper and yeah more affordable yeah, you can also use it on, on the menu, right? If you have like uh, yeah. a, a really expensive sandwich, um, probably nobody's gonna order it. But uh, the the other, the middle ones look, uh, in comparison, look a bit uh, appro- more approachable or more, more cheap. Yeah, exactly. Indeed, no, it's a smart approach used yeah. by uh, a lot of restaurants as well. Yeah, for example. Um, yeah. So doing the campaign. Are there any interesting learnings that you gathered uh, through using this uh, donation crowdfunding approach? Yeah, actually, we uh, like you uh, gave f- five euro, but a lot of people just gave money without uh, w- without wanting a T-shirt or whatever, and uh, so that surprised me. Um, but I d- I think it's all also because it was. We already had some fan base, and uh, I don't think it would work if you would come out of uh, uh, when nobody would know you. Mm-hmm. So then you probably have to, uh, probably more people would be interested in in investing in it in a business kind of way that they may maybe make money uh, through it in in some years or something. Yeah. But now it, uh, yeah 
people did did it more as a gesture towards us that we i don't know worked hard and uh, they really wanted to see the the new place uh, opening so that was um, an interesting surprise that that it actually actually worked um yeah what did i learn from from it i think i also le- learned from it that i think it was the right way to do to 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 think of about it creatively like uh, we, we would make a nice package with a t-shirt or 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 uh, the extra stuff but it's still it also costs uh some more money and also some more more time it's mm-hmm. uh so in the end um maybe you get uh, it would have been easier to just uh, yeah i don't know make a make a card for 10 sandwiches and say uh, you uh you, you can buy this one and you get uh, 10 sandwiches when we open um but then yeah, but of course, when you open, you you're not making a lot of money because you're only giving away free uh, sandwiches. Yeah. Um, but that that was uh, I I was I was also um, surprised that, or what I learned that it actually took some more effort in setting up the uh, campaign. Uh, of course, it brought brought in um, money, but it was also uh, quite an effort but i think it made the brand or the whole story uh better and nicer and uh, so that's why i still uh, still liked it yeah yeah, yeah because so because of course i i also made like a website but uh i put quite an effort in it yeah and if i would <laughs> charge normally money for it then it would be like already half of the no not the half but it would take away some of the uh, the uh, money that i got from the crowdfunding so in the end maybe not a a lot of profit uh, would stay uh, up but um yeah for me it was just a fun way and uh, still we got we got a nice kickstart out of it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah of course so it really um fit the bun brand philosophy actually yeah and also having a pretty loyal close community yeah um yeah that was really helpful in doing such a style of uh of a yeah. crowdfunding campaign yeah um yeah so one last question for today um pu- purely looking at the crowdfunding campaign would you have done it the same way if you could do it all over again uh well myself i'm like more like a creative guy i think i would but also now st- I still do I do also the bookkeeping of burn and and so I have to do a lot of different stuff but it's not really in my nature but I think we should have done better communication for the crowdfunding like afterwards uh, like the, when people would get their t-shirts or I think that that could be a bit better from from my side and I think also yeah the reality is a, a bit different because we also had a uh, a package that people would be um, like the stamgast, so they would have their own uh, cup. They, we we actually have like really nice glasses, crystal glasses, and um, uh, like five people have them, and they would get uh, 
they will have a drink uh, every time they come to burn we would offer them a drink mm -hmm. but in reality uh, it's harder because i th i thought of it yeah people come in and i would see them uh, immediately give them a drink and say hey welcome go sit down but yeah of course it's in reality it's, uh, it's busy uh, people come in all at the same time and uh, people at the counter probably don't know the person they don't know that they have to give them a free drink free drink and also they don't know everybody who who uh, was on the crowdfunding so yeah. i think that uh, I had to think about it a bit better and how it would actually work in reality than how it would uh, work in my uh, in my dreams or in my, <laughs> my fantasy. Uh, so that's something I, I learned from it. And uh, yeah, things just take time and it's just a bit different than you think of it in front, yeah. Yeah, you know, never know what exactly to expect. Yeah, um, so we didn't know, no. Yeah, and still, uh, I still have to, um, like the stamp tafel with all, all the names. <laughs> I still have to uh, write down uh, the names. Okay. So uh, I promise but, uh, with this, I'll, I'll, I'll do it this month. And uh, <laughs> everybody can come, uh, uh, yeah, sit on the stamp tafel with their name on it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's just uh, a lot when you open a, a place, a lot of things come up. Uh, you have to do a lot of stuff, so uh, it's just busy and a lot of stuff uh, you don't think about. Mm -hmm. No, of course, of course. So yeah, um, I think we had some some really great learnings today. Um, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, we, we, we really no appreciate problem. it. Um, yeah, thank you all for listening and uh, see you on the next episode of the Crowdfunding Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Crowdfunding Podcast by Lynn Vanderhoff, Tristan DeFelda, Radu Makafai, and Perry Krautoff. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please leave us a comment, and if you learned something, share it with others on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. For more episodes, check our YouTube channel or your favorite podcast app. Until next time at the Crowdfunding Podcast.